guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Spin Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara McKinney, and today we're going to talk about a lot of timely items because, you know, listen, we've got to stop meeting like this. And by meeting like this, I mean I have to stop recording the podcast and editing it the very day before it comes out. (laughs) But Part of the reason I do that is because there's usually like a lot of star-studded events over the weekend and things like that that I end up wanting to cover on and I have to wait until Sunday and then the episode comes out on Monday. But I'm not going to change when the episode comes out because I like it being like a recap of the last week. So I've just got to kind of figure out (laughs) a way around this. Yeah. So as I'm recording, transparently, it is Sunday, April 30th. And last night, um, the White House Correspondents' Dinner took place. We're going to talk about that. Tomorrow, the day that this episode airs, is um, the Met Gala. So we've got a lot of Hollywood events going on, a lot of New York events going on as well. Um, There were a lot of stars out last night at a different dinner as well that I saw Sydney Sweeney and like Cole Sprouse at. So this is a big time of year for events because the weather's nice, I guess. And it's like after awards season and you know, before the like summer movie run. So it makes sense that like all of the events are taking place now. But yeah, so we're going to talk about all that good stuff. And we're also going to break down the new Kardashians trailer that came out last week, which I'm really excited for because we finally got some tea. The first trailer that aired was very like uh, surface level and didn't give us a lot of insight into what the actual season was going to be about. There was a lot of like intense music and intense conversations, I guess. Um, But there was not a lot of like meat or explanation. So it's going to be interesting. So like I said, last night was the White House Correspondents Dinner and a lot of celebrities were in attendance. And I want to explain that because I've seen on the internet that some people don't fully understand exactly what the White House Correspondents Dinner's purpose is, um, why a lot of celebrities attend, et cetera, et cetera. First of all, the Correspondents Dinner is put on by the White House Correspondents Association, which is like basically like a news guild, I guess, that supports all of the reporting that's done on the White House. That is the purpose of the dinner. It is a fundraiser. It's a gala. Um, There are scholarships given out. There are awards given out. It's a big thing, but it is about the press. It's about the media. And it also, like I said, is a fundraiser. So when, where there are fundraisers, there are celebrities, and that is a good thing because they give money. <laughs> and in this stage that we're in right now, y'all, with all of these publications shuttering and um, a lot of journalists getting laid out, displaced, a lot of important storytellers in our country are being deplatformed, essentially, and replaced with AI, which is super dangerous and just like basically the best tool to spread misinformation with. So don't be mad at celebrities for being at the White House Correspondence Center because it's something that's very important to um, our nation's like press. And we need, we need journalists, we need people in media so that we are plugged in and aware of what's going on in our country. So that's just like a little bit of background on the White House Correspondence Center. 
Um, last year, the like guests of honor, basically, not like officially, but basically, were Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. When they showed up, they shoved all the other celebrities on the red carpet aside. They didn't give a fuck about <laughs> any other celebrity. It was all about Kim and Pete. Granted, Kim looked incredible. She wore her like hair in that wet look, which I love when she does that. Her hair was still dark at the time. She did that wet look. And then she wore like a high neck, super embellished, embellished like silver sparkly gown. One of her best looks in recent years, in my opinion, actually, was (laughs) the White House Correspondence Center last year. So People like Kim Kardashian attend. Um, Miranda Kerr, I think, attended last year. Lots of other famous people were in attendance last night. Um, let's see who else. John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Apparently, Naomi Biden <laughs> asked uh, Ariana for a photo, <laughs> which I think is funny. But yeah, there were a ton of celebrities there. There always are. It's really not like abnormal. So People were just really shocked, I think, to see like specifically um, like Lala there (laughs) because the Internet hates Lala, which I really don't understand. I know that she's like kind of obnoxious and like, you know, intense and all those things, but that's why she's on reality TV. Um, I think sometimes people forget that they're watching a show. You know what I mean? I think sometimes people think they're watching like surveillance footage (laughs) of others and like forget that they're watching a produced manufactured show that requires certain behaviors. So I really like Lala, especially now I go through phases with her, but right now in her post Randall era, I have just like a lot of respect for her and the way that she has um, really like, I think, I think that she's really done a good job of like putting herself first. I think that a lot of women in her situation would have turned a blind eye to Randall's bullshit and just like wanted to keep the money and keep the lifestyle and keep hanging out with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Um, so I I find it to be very admirable that she is still sober, that she's being a great mom to her baby girl, that she is friends now with Randall's ex that she like stole him from, Amber, um, and the mother of her like former stepchildren. I love that she's like stayed in their life. Um, so I am like Team Lala right now. And um People have just been kind of like piling on her Uh, and her and Sheena both have been getting like a lot of like misogynistic hate, in my opinion, um, about their like previous indiscretions. Um, They've basically been reduced to like sluts and whores by people who are on this like cheating is cheating bandwagon which yes cheating is cheating but the the scandal situation involves more than cheating and if you can't see that then I just think you're stupid anyway (laughs) so um the three of them attended and actually so Roy Wood Jr. delivered um a speech he was the host of the night and he actually referenced um Tom Sandoval um in kind of like referencing Tucker Carlson as well. And I just love that he put those two together. I think that it's so funny. Like he's Tom Sandoval is never going to be able to escape from that. So um, here's what he said. He said the untouchable Tucker Carlson is out of a job. Some people celebrate it, but to Tucker's staff, I want to know, I want you to know that I know what you're feeling. I work at the daily show. So I too have been blindsided by the sudden departure of the host of a fake news program. Um, referencing like Trevor Noah leaving the like Comedy Central series. Um and he says Tucker got ca- caught up. Got caught up like that like that 
God, I keep stuttering. Hold on. Tucker got caught up, got caught up like that dude from Vanderpump Rules. I don't know what Vanderpump Rules is about, but I've watched it a couple times. My friends tell me it's like BMF before white people. Or is that succession? No, succession is power for white people. No, Tucker Carlson is power for white people. No, that's what power. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> white power. No, that's white power. You know what? Never mind. We got to get Tucker Carlson back on the air, Mr. President, because right now there's millions of Americans who don't know why they hate you. <laughs> and then he says, I think we should get give credit where credit is due. Tucker Carlson is the first host to get fired by Fox News for something that's only partially about how he treats women. That's progress. Uh, he shattered the asshole ceiling. And then he says, Don Lemon released a statement saying that he got fired from D CNN. Oh, I'm going on too long. I suck today. Sorry. Anyway. But yeah, so he says... I think we should, what? Tucker got caught up, got caught up like that dude from Vanderpump Rules. I don't know what Vanderpump Rules is about, but I've watched it a couple of times. My friends told me it's like BMF for white people. Or is that succession? No, succession is power, power for white people. No, Tucker Carlson is power for white people. No, that's white power. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> so Tom Sandoval was lumped in with the statement white power. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be able to like live that one down. Um, the best part of that was seeing the footage of like Ariana listening and she just kind of like looks, I think she like looks back at Lala and just like covers her mouth. She just like can't believe that her like cheating scandal is being mentioned at the White House dinner, I think, um, which is fair. That's insane. But yeah, I really enjoyed that part. Um, Joe Biden, who like as a person, I really think is funny. Um, I don't have a lot of feelings about him as president because I just think that all presidents are bad. Um, but um, his jokes are funny. And so that's all it takes for me. He basically, um, he made some jokes about um, like being old and all this stuff. But then he said like, well, Don Lemon would say that I'm a man in his prime because Don Lemon is known uh, for saying that women over like 40 are past their prime. <laughs> anyway, that was like a cool little thing to see. Uh, Lisa, Lala, and Ariana looked fantastic. They always look fantastic, but like they looked, they looked stunning. And I love seeing Lisa Vanderpump on a red carpet. She really knows how to work it. I love that for her. It seemed to be yet another like win for Ariana. Since Scandaval, she has booked a movie, done a Bloomingdale's ad campaign, gotten a partnership with, with that sex toy line. I think it's Belissa. I think that's how you say it. Oh, and she got, she got gifts from base. I mean, she literally just like keeps winning. So I love to see it. I love to see it so much. So in the new Kardashians trailer that's recently dropped, we actually got some nuggets about what the season might really be about, which is nice because the first one that they dropped was super underwhelming. Didn't really like give us any insight into what they were going to be like, showcasing. And I am intrigued by this trailer. It actually makes me want to watch the show. I think it's the first Kardashians trailer in these. Is this season three or is this season two? I think it's season three. Yeah. In three seasons, this is the only trailer that has made me intrigued as to like what the show is going to be about. I did not give a fuck about Pete Davidson and Kim. I knew that that was bullshit. They are kind of teasing that a little bit in this trailer. Basically, the only thing that they say is Kim's like, 
I don't even know where we left off. And the producer's like, you were still in a relationship. And she's like, oh. And it's like, I know that you remember that. I know that you remember when you stopped filming and when you and your last boyfriend broke up. Like, why are you this? Like, even the interactions with the producers feel scripted. And that's like my main beef with the show. It seems way more scripted than um, Keeping Up was. Keeping Up, I felt like, was a lot more authentic than what we're seeing now. I think what we're seeing now is like so heavily filtered, literally and figuratively. Like, I think that they literally have like beauty filtered them all because <laughs> they look way better on the television than they do in like paparazzi photos, which is crazy because you think that you would look more like yourself on camera. And we see that a lot with like the housewives. They will look one way on their show and then you go to their Instagram and it's like, who is this person? That's a different face. <laughs> so um, they're kind of doing the opposite except for, you know, their Instagrams are highly curated, but we see photos of them and we're like, that's not what, what I thought they looked like, especially like the ones who have had a lot of work done to their face. Um, they look wildly different on camera than they do in paparazzi photos. So that leads me to my next point, which is that Kylie is shown saying in the trailer that she wishes she had never touched her face, um, that she doesn't want her daughter to grow up with the same pressure to want to like alter their appearance and stuff. And she's basically like, I think we should have a conversation about the kind of beauty standards we're setting, which is both refreshing and suspicious to me. It feels a little bit like, um, Again, inauthentic. I wonder if that's kind of like a PR ploy. And sometimes I do feel like this show is just a way for them to continue controlling their narrative. Like it feels almost more like a tool for their like machine than a real like reality show. I don't, I don't like necessarily believe them, <laughs> if that makes sense. But with the Kylie thing, I did think it was interesting that she was the one to bring it up. I think that that kind of tracks. It makes sense to me that Kylie would be the sister to push back against that because she was like the youngest to start changing her face. Kim is just like so self-absorbed. I don't really think that she thinks of her children as individuals. I think she sees them as extensions of herself and like little like trophies. And then Courtney is like more of a crunchy mom anyway. Like, plus she hasn't really altered herself that much. Courtney has altered herself in a way that any, any like suburban mom or like me has done. Like, yes, I have, I have cheek filler and tear trough filler, but I don't look fucking crazy. You know, <laughs> like I just had a really, really narrow face and like kind of buggy eyes and I fixed it. Um, but I still look like me. <laughs> and, um, I'd say the same for Courtney and she doesn't really do a lot of the like anti-aging stuff. She like embraces her wrinkles and, you know, showcases what she really looks like. So it makes sense to me that neither Kim nor Courtney would be the ones to um, broach the subject first. And then obviously Chloe has changed her appearance the most. I, I kind of anticipate that Chloe will be the one to push back the most against this like idea if it is real. This is how we're going to know 
if it's a PR ploy or a real storyline is if nobody pushes back against it and they all agree and they're all on board and they all start like changing the way they like do things or like talking about like that's fucking fake. But if any one of them, which I suspect suspect to be like Chloe and Kim really are um, pushing back against this idea that Kylie presents, then we'll know that it's real life. (laughs) So Watch out for that. That'll be interesting to um, uncover as that season goes on, which is also another reason why I do feel compelled to watch it. Not necessarily because it seems really entertaining, but because I'm like, ooh, like I want to see what they're trying to spoon feed us. And I also want to see who swallows it. So that'll be fun. Some other things that came up were um, Courtney and Kim's feud that's been kind of like brewing under the surface. I think a lot of people have suspected this because of like even the way they've like posted about each other um, and the way they've like interacted at events and things like that. Um, And essentially what Courtney says in the trailer is that, quote, my sister used my wedding as a business opportunity. And then it cuts to Kim being like, well, I tried my best to be like very mindful, blah, blah, blah. And then Kendall and Kylie are both saying, I see both sides. But here's the thing about that. Kendall and Kylie haven't been married. They haven't had a wedding. Like they don't know what it's like to feel like your family isn't prioritizing you on your special day. Um, It's one thing when other people are like that and you kind of have to expect that, but Courtney waited until she was over 40 to get married. Kim's already been married three times. (laughs) And then, yeah, Kim like kind of hijacked Courtney's wedding. So I I understand why Courtney is saying this. And I actually am shocked that it took this long for this whole thing to come out. My guess is that this feud has been boiling under the surface and they like didn't really know how it was going to work out. And so they didn't like show it to us until they were ready. That's why I think it's a storyline now is they likely have either resolved things or started to. And that's why they're like now showing us this. However, they do have a habit of only showing on the show like things that we already know about. That's really just kind of like behind the scenes of like popular headlines that have already existed for a year by the time uh, the season comes out. So Maybe they've learned their lesson about that and they've decided like to hold some things closer to the chest so that um, they could actually make a splash with the show. That's kind of the um, two ways I see it. Same with the beauty standards thing. I'm really excited. Watch this show and try to use my like human lie detector skills to figure out narrative control and what is real. All right, y'all. Let's talk about the Met Gala. The Met Gala is taking place on May 1st, which is today, if you're listening to this on the day that this podcast comes out. The theme this year is is basically Karl Lagerfeld. Um, it is paying homage to Karl's contributions to the fashion industry, blah, blah, blah. The um, exhibition features a lot of his like signature looks. Now, There are a lot of people who are kind of pissed about this theme, which is fair. So here's some background on our guy, Carl. Carl Lagerfeld burst onto the scene in the 50s after he won a coat designing competition. And from that opportunity became 
Pierre Balmain's like assistant or something and started working for him. And then he worked his way up to working alongside all kinds of iconic brands, including Valentino, Fendi, Chloe, and most famously Chanel. There are others for sure. And he also had his own line, but Karl Lagerfeld. Uh, And then he sold that to, I believe it was Tommy Hilfiger in like the 2000s. Carl died in 2017 and this gala is in honor of, like I said, his legacy and innovations. So Carl, um, like I said, very famously worked at Chanel. He kind of took the classic Chanel look and modernized it. He really stuck to his like signature styles. And so he has like kind of like four different like, like buckets of looks that he does and then kind of like builds off of that so he really likes black and white high collars ruffles and pussy bows and pearls and that kind of thing that's like one bucket and then he also loves like edgy plain black clothes with a lot of like gold adornments and accessories and a lot of chains that kind of thing and then so like black and white black and gold but the black and white kind of draws more from like a tuxedo look and then um the black and gold is like i said a lot more edgy less like posh and then he also always does like the chanel tweed um but kind of like spruces it up with other chains like i mentioned he loves chains and like pops of color and then he also does kind of like the 1920s like bathing suit kind of look that has like um he loves the like the little hats that like cover your hair. Um, that looks like that's why I say bathing suit. It like looks like swimming caps from like the twenties, and then like twenty silhouettes with a lot of embellishments, beads, gems, that kind of thing. Fourth bucket is like ruffles and feathers and texture. He like loves feminine colors with like a lot of. Zhuzh. <laughs> lots of ostrich feathers, lots of ruffles, um, lots of shape. So that's kind of like the four um, looks that I expect people to kind of derive their Mechel outfits from. Some news that came out this week is that Blake Lively will not be attending the Met Gala, which is actually insane because Blake Lively was actually a co-chair last year, um, is known for her Met Gala looks. She actually usually tends to like match the carpet um, and she's always like very on theme. Um, She always kind of like rules the event. So it's her not going to the Met Gala is like as crazy as it was that Vanessa Hudgens didn't go to Coachella. <laughs> That's like the equivalent. This year, the Met Gala co-chairs are uh, Michaela Cowell, Penelope Cruz, Roger Federer, Dua Lipa, and Anna Wintour, of course. That is going to be really exciting. I actually, I love Dua Lipa's style. I love her red carpet looks. Um, and I believe that it was the like camp theme that she like, she turned it out. She turned the party with her camp look. That big, like, Priscilla Presley hair. Ugh, she looked amazing. So I'm really excited uh, to see what Dua wears. I have not made any predictions about her. But 
if you go to the Instagram or if you go to the Substack, you can see where I like compiled some like kind of mini mood boards for what I think some of our biggest stars will be wearing. So like I said, some people are pissed about this theme because Carl has had a very controversial history. He's, he had quite a mouth on him. And he spoke out about about just about everything and was always on the wrong side of every argument. So some things that people are upset with Carl about include the fact that he hated fat people and the people that he considered fat were usually not even fat. Uh, for example, he said that Heidi Klum was no runway model saying she's simply too heavy and has too big of a bust. So that is, <laughs> that's what I mean. But the people that he called fat or too heavy were literal supermodels. So yeah, it's got all going to go downhill from there. If your jaw is on the floor, pick it back up because there's more where that came from. He also criticized the Me Too movement. Um, he said that he was fed up with the new standards around consent. He said, quote, what shocks me most in all of this are the starlets who have taken 20 years to remember what happened. Um, not to mention the fact that there are no prosecution witnesses. He basically is saying that all of the women coming forward back in 2017 regarding the Me Too movement were lying for attention. So, Yeah. Uh, he also defended several of his colleagues and friends who were accused of sexual assault, sexual misconduct, harassment, any of that. Um, a stylist also named Carl, Carl Templer, was accused of pulling down models' underwear without consent. And um, our Carl, Carl Lagerfeld, said, um, if you don't want your pants pulled about, don't become a model. Join a nunnery. There will always be a place for you in the convent. Then uh, he defended um, a, I don't know, some, some like, uh, some like money guy. I don't know. This is again, th this is European shit. So I don't know exactly what the um, International Monetary Fund does. <laughs> I probably should. Um, but this guy named Dominique Strauss-Kahn um, was the director of said International Monetary Fund and was accused of raping a hotel maid in 2011. And Carl told Style.com that women get horny from politics and power and that he has unbelievable charms. He's really charming. He's fun. He's great. He's a sweet guy as long as you're not a woman. That's the problem. <sighs> so as you can see, this man like hates women. I don't think he even realized that he hates women. I don't know. He's a he's an odd duck to me. He also was a gay man who spoke out against LGBTQ rights, which is very confusing to me. I don't really understand how you get there. Um, but yeah, I don't have a quote for that one. I searched high and low, but just kept seeing different articles saying that he like spoke out against LGBTQ rights, but I don't have a quote. He also criticized Jeremy's border policies, and this is where things get real bad. Um, he said one cannot, even if there's decades between them, kill millions of Jews so you can bring millions of their worst enemies into their place. I guess talking about Syrians, um, he, he told a terrible story, uh, of one of his friends taking in a Syrian refugee and then days later, um, saying that the Holocaust was the best thing to ever happen. 
Um, I guess saying that his friend was brainwashed by this Syrian refugee who like hated Jews. That uh, that's just another thing. He has called, like I said, like every famous woman fat. Apparently, like was talking about Lana Del Rey gaining a lot of weight, but then people thought he was talking about Adele. So he like came out and apologized to Adele, but was like, I was talking about Lana Del Rey. <laughs> like he's just like he he wasn't just an asshole he was like confused <laughs> so that's why a lot of people are like why are we celebrating this man who is like the most hateful <laughs> like person in the fashion industry but he was very close with Anna Wintour so you know what what do you expect i did see a tweet i can't remember exactly who tweeted it i'm sorry but somebody was like, I don't think that we can really look to Vogue or Anna or the Met Gala to be like our like moral standards in the industry, which I found to be a pretty good way of putting it. I mean, you've seen The Devil Wears Prada, haven't you? Come on. I have a few predictions for who is going to attend and who's not going to attend. That will, might be a little bit of a surprise. I do expect Taylor Swift to make an appearance at the Met Gala, which will be really exciting because I don't believe that she's attended since 2018, which I also believe is when where she met Tom Hiddleston and Joe Alwyn, if I'm not mistaken. I definitely expect her to because um, her era's tour allows for it. She's not really like performing on weekdays. She's doing like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So with the Gala being on a Monday, she definitely has time. And she's been like flying back to New York on her off days. So it seems like it would make sense. It is interesting that Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds won't be going because Taylor's really tight with them. However, um, she's also really tight with Gigi Hadid. And since she is now single and so is Taylor, I kind of expect the two of them to be like kind of Met Gala carpet buddies. So we'll see. I also don't expect to see Kourtney Kardashian this year. Last year, I believe, was her first Met Gala ever. Um, she was torn apart for her and Travis's looks because they didn't match the theme at all and were not really even like up to like Met Gala dress code. But in addition, she's obviously she's fighting with Kim and this is like Kim's big event. So I wouldn't be surprised if she sat this one out. I also kind of don't expect to see Chloe. I think we'll see the Jenner girls, Kim and Chris. If you remember, there have been rumors that the Kardashians like weren't invited back to this year's Met Gala. That was like a thing that's been talked about on the internet for like the last month. Basically, somebody from Kim's team like confirmed that she is going. I halfway think that maybe Courtney and Chloe were not invited back. And that's why the rumor came out that there would be no Kardashians. Um, I kind of think that it's likely true that they didn't all get an invite this year. Um, and, or that like, I could see Courtney not wanting to go, but I do think that there's like probably some truth to that rumor, which is why I think that we won't see Courtney and Chloe, even though they came like debuted last year at the Met Gala. So let's talk about some celebrities who have never been to the Met Gala. I think that some of them are like a really big surprise. People who are always there, Rihanna, Kim K. Gigi Hadid, Cardi B, usually Blake Lively. So this is going to be a huge deal that she's not there. Like I said, some other people who have never attended Adele, 
Meghan Markle, Brad Pitt, Meryl Streep, Angelina Jolie, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Aniston, Britney Spears, Ryan Gosling, Drake, which I think it's crazy that Drake hasn't gone. I'm assuming he hasn't gotten an invite because I'm pretty sure Jack Harlow went last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Paris Hilton has never gone, but this is going to be her first year. So I'm really excited about that. Um, that came out last week that Paris would be attending. Um, I think it's high time. I don't really understand how she got snubbed. I think that she's always been like, at least cause she's like 40 now, you know, it's like, it's not like she's still a 19 year old kid doing crazy shit. Uh, Carrie Underwood has never gone. Mariah Carey has never gone. The Rock has never gone. Dolly Parton has never gone. Maren Morris has never gone. Jeff Goldblum has never gone, which is shocking to me because I feel like he is like the straight RuPaul. <laughs> I'm like, I I feel like I would love to see what Joel Goldblum came up with um, for Met Gala outfits. So Anna, what are you doing? And last but not least, the last remaining member of the Kardashian clan who has never been to the Met Gala, Miss Caitlyn Jenner. So <laughs> when, when you're shitty, you don't get invites. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if any of those people turn up this year. Some people that I think might would be like Ryan Gosling, since he is kind of having a renaissance, which actually I do want to talk about Ryan Gosling for a second, because at CinemaCon last week, First of all, his fit was incredible. I love his hair right now. It's like a little bit longer than usual. And he wore um, he wore a shirt that's a directed by Greta Gerwig, but it was like in the Barbie font and just like was opening his jacket for pics. He was so cute. The best part of it all is what he said about playing Ken. He says, up until this point, I only knew Ken from afar. I didn't know Ken from within. I doubted my Kennergy. I didn't see it. And said that Margot and Greta conjured the Ken out of him. He said, I was living my life. And the next thing I knew, I was bleaching my hair and shaving my legs and rollerblading on Venice Beach. (laughs) And then he also said that um, (laughs) he said that he got a lot of self tanner on his bed sheets. And he called it he called it getting coming down with the pink fever. I mean, I'm sorry. A lot of people gave Ryan Gosling shit for being cast as Ken, saying he was too old, which I'm like, that is still the hottest man in Hollywood. I don't know, like, who you would want to play Ken across from Margot Robbie other than Ryan Gosling. To me, it is, like, the perfect casting. And I can't wait to see it. I don't care that it doesn't have a plot. Um, It doesn't need one. It needs Pink. It needs Ryan Gosling. And it needs Margot Robbie. And that's what we got. So I'm ready. Anyway, I halfway expect to see Ryan Gosling on the red carpet. Maybe we'll even see Glenn Powell. That would be crazy. I would love to see Sydney Sweeney with her fiance and then like Glenn Powell there too. So we know Paris Hilton. I wonder if Paris Hilton's involvement will like conjure anybody else out of the darkness, like make anybody else want to go because now it's like ordained by Paris Hilton. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe not. I feel like maybe Paris has gained like more respect from us, like the general public than she has from her like peers and fellow celebrities. Maybe that's the difference. I don't know. All right. That's today's show. 
I'm really excited, like I said, for the Met Gala. So we'll be talking about that again next week and recapping and talking about all the fun outfits and any of the new couples debuted. I expect to see Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny together. I would love to see Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet together. I am ready for some new couple debuting on the red carpet. Let's go. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please subscribe on YouTube. Even if you don't use YouTube, just like sign in with your Gmail account and just hit subscribe on the spin cycle. So, um, you know, people will find me. That would be really helpful. Um, also subscribe to the Substack. I'm running a sale right now where you can sign up for free for the next 30 days and get like the full features. So if you sign up in May, you will be able to unlock all the paid features without having to pay me a dime. You can look at all the different content. You can get new content and um, you can chat and all that fun stuff. So also last thing, our meme merch drop is still live. The it girl drop is coming soon. Um, So stay tuned for more information on that. Okay. Love you so much. Happy Matt Gala week. Goodbye.